welcome, welcome to Planning Face Syndicate. This is episode 122. We are going to be covering the FO meta analysis because FO is still prominent, even if JJ and Alex think they are the third from the bottom. But tonight we are going to be continuing our Academy 101 series, reviewing FO metal lists, talking a little bit about how to play them, what to do with them, and how to compete against them if you are not Han. Also tonight, we're going to cover a few store champs. We have a few local, kind of local-ish ones in America. And then there was this uh, a semi-large one, larger one that happened overseas that we're going to cover um, that I thought would be a fun time as well. And if that wasn't enough, I decided I wanted to cover a little bit about CIS and SCUM. So tonight we are going to kind of bring in and talk a little bit about CIS and SCUM and why they don't have top medalists and why they're ranked at the bottom of a ranking analysis. Without further ado, let's bring in my co-host for tonight. Please welcome the bench warmer himself, Mr. Alex. How are you tonight, sir? Oh, I'm doing well. I see you guys didn't dress up in Halloween things like I did. <laughs> we did not. Tragic. I'm wearing... Um, the quintessential, um, I don't know. I'll get back to you what I am. I'm the, I'm the quintessential, uh, bourbon guy. There you go. That's what I'll be tonight. And JJ is trying to cosplay as a winning NFL team. Well, he has at least one of the team's <laughs> logos on. I don't know what that other logo is. Is that even a giant like Jersey? It, it's, it's their newer, um, it's the newer logo that they featured or the uniform that they played last week. So, yeah. All right. Well, it seems kind of silly. Also joining us tonight is JJ, the Lions fanatic. How are you tonight, sir? <laughs> Doing all right. I got to play at a store championship uh, that unfortunately didn't reach 16 players. I did that yesterday over in uh, the Battleground store over in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, got to play with uh, quite a few uh, people that uh, that were over there, um, including Duncan Howard, who was present there, as well as a lot of other players like uh, Chris Taylor and such. Um, it was a great time. Had a, uh, a I actually saw one particular list um, that was my final match that uh, that had a a particular combo that I did not see uh, coming, and it was a lot of fun. It was Adi Gavia, uh the Delta Seven version with Outmaneuver. And then Hawk that had Yoda and being able to take a range three shots uh, with Adi Gallia with Ot Maneuver uh, basically reduces your agility by two. Um, and then as she comes in closer to Hawk, that gives her the rerolls and then also can regenerate her force to prevent her range one bonuses from going against her. Uh, man, that's that's a nasty combo, but it's nice. That sounds fun. I I, I did not get to play X-Wing. I, well, I did play my league game on Saturday and Sunfac almost died in one shot and then ran away. <clears throat> and then I should have banked my Lahue's not into the Sunfac arc, but I didn't think they would one hard Sunfac barrel roll behind an obstacle to get the bullseye range one shot. I didn't think they would do that because one health left, you go through that obstacle, you get like what a 50% chance you die. Um, Debris, yeah. yeah. I will tell you, a range one Kylo into Grievous is super fun. A Kylo Whisper yeah. is so much fun. Range one Bullseye into Grievous. Like, like, people say Grievous live forever, but I'll tell you what. Four hits 
four hits like does not feel like a grievous wanted to lift. That was a half point on grievous right there. Um, now tell him to flip up three of them. <laughs> um, no, because so I have an interaction. So we're going to start with a little rules question, right? And, and I'm going to do this just for my edification. And I play CIS all the time. I've never had this happen. So Kylo Whisper, you could spend a force for a ship in your bullseye to flip that card as a crit, correct? Yes. Um, sort of. Basically. Yes. It'll be when they when the card would be dealt face down, you can spend a force to deal it face up, essentially. Yes. Yes. Keyword is instead. Yes. Yeah. So we actually had an interaction where we said, do we want to flip the cards up or not because of how the grievous interaction works? And pervy on the day you'd flip it, you'd uh, discard it. So it was just, it was a very <clears throat> interesting interaction. Um, we, you know, I was down on points anyway, so some of it really kind of was a Hail Mary type thing. But, you know, that was just kind of the funny thing. That was a rules question. So um, that kind of came up. I did not know the answer to that one. And so I guess now, um, later on, now I do. But, um, it was a fun game. We, we it was a twenty to eleven. If if Sunfac hadn't been able to shoot Lahues, I and and T eighty one didn't kill Lahues, I would have won the game. But because Sunfac could throw, you know, range one bullseye dice into Lahues, there was not a way to uh to keep Lahues alive. So between that and Dirge and and T eighty one, I lost Lahues and lost twenty to seventeen. But Sunfact died, um, and Dirge lived. So even if a Dirge had died, so Dirge, of course, Dirge gets the direct hit, right? You know, to live on, and one of the pilot grids at the end too. It's like, oh great, you know. Um, and it's funny because I think I should have triggered it the time before, uh, before I attacked Grievous. I should have shot right into uh into him instead but it's just so tempting with um you know range one kylo bullseye yeah. is just so uh so dirty i love Whis yeah, I, whisper kylo i'll tell you that that is one of my favorite I, ships i had a similar conundrum in my my loss in my sword championship yesterday it came down to my beta versus a uh a grievous and i had the opportunity to um my opponent wanted to get a kill shot on my vizier and had to barrel focus and he got into range one of my vizier, which I was able to seven sister tractor. And instead of barreling him back um, to force him to rotate, if he wanted to, um, that would have put him into Vader's arc. And I instead boosted him forwards, which I thought would still, like put him outside of my front arc or outside of uh, like to arc dodge essentially. But I ended up pulling him away from Vader and that gave him still the range one shot that killed my vizier and i'm like and i just needed to get i think two more damage on the grievous to kill him and i was able to successfully like like stop my crits from like hitting him and the one crit that got through was a pilot crit so he couldn't impervium it um but man like it was so close man i i could have uh it felt like it slipped slipped away from me well and i i'll tell you i forgot how much fun it is to play Grievous. I just, I like Grievous more than I think I yeah. should, so. Alright, well enough chitter-chatter. On to the show. 
So JJ had an interesting question he posed in our our preface or pre preface prefix chat. I don't know what we call it. Like the pre show. Pre show. The pre show. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's not really a pre show. It's just me testing audio levels and bitching at JJ because <laughs> like he's like never keeps the setup the same. Um. So I don't know. Like I don't know if it's really a pre show chat. Um. Did I say prefaces? Is that what you were gonna say, Alex? I yes, a preface. Um, so yeah, so one of the things I wanted to to talk about, and something that I brought up last night on, on the Nickel City Discord, was um, the psychology of a player who's interested in going into a store championship uh, tournament and taking a look at the amount of signups. Right. Um, so essentially, the the, th the scenario would be that uh, let's say that you're planning to attend, and the night before. Um, or you're you're thinking about attending the store championship. You check the the login, which would be either Roll Better, uh, or it would be um, like uh, Long Shanks, yeah. And you take a look at the player count, and you see that the player count is at eleven or twelve players, and you're still on the fence on whether or not you're going to go. Do you feel that if you saw that number be closer to sixteen players, that you would? more likely go or feel like you would go because you feel like there that you have a good chance of playing with 16 players versus if it was still that same number the night before. Well, I think our Alex and my answer are probably going to be a little bit different, but our home situations are also different. So for me, if I see it at 12 or 13, I would probably still go anyway, because I've already uh, bargained uh, time for the wife. Um, but if I yeah. see it under 10, if it's not within a half hour, 45 minutes of my of my house, maybe an hour, I probably would not go only for the pure fact that if I'm under 10 or 10 or less, like 10 or less, the probability we're going to hit 16 is almost nil. Right. Um, but <clears throat> if I'm at if, if they're at 12 or 11 or if it's if it's close to me and I've already got the time committed, I'm going to go because it's like for me, the the fact of playing with other people and hanging out with people is fun. Like I still enjoy the game. I'm not here just solely for a store champ world's ticket, which God only knows if I'm going to get to go this year or not because of my daughter. Right. So I, I, I like, I want the store champ just for the prestige, but outside of like, like I'm not as disappointed right now without having one for the pure fact that I don't even know if I could go and I would hate to take uh, that seat from somebody else. Um, so like if I win one or like I'm on the verge of winning one or something like I have to have that honest conversation with my wife saying, Hey, you know, like, like, can I commit to the, this time frame Because, um, that's a big thing for me. I may still go to Adepticon for like a day or two, even if I don't have the world's invite just to hang out with people kind of like what Greg did. Um, so like this year I may not go, if I don't have the world's invite, I may not go down on Thursday to play in the last chance qualifier. I may just go, like Friday afternoon, casually drive down there um, and then be there Friday and Saturday and then leave on Sunday um, and just hang out with people instead and pull the, um, we'll call it the best bin um, bench warmers um, beer ratio. Like then I don't have to worry about playing and I could start drinking at nine or 10 a.m. if that's healthy or not, I don't know. But I said I could start earlier <clears throat> and I don't have anywhere to go. And I have people to hang out with and see, and it, it would be just a for fun type thing, um, you know. So in my the, the answer, the long answer to your question that was supposed to be a short answer is 
if it's under 10 and it's over an hour, I don't go. If it's within an hour-ish of my home um, and it's over, you know, 11 or 12, I'm going to go anyway, whether they hit 16 or not, period. Okay. Alex? Uh, I show up pretty much no matter what because I already committed to doing that time. It sucks when you don't get 16 people, especially if you had super close and then people just bail which yeah. happens which is very frustrating but i All right, like so, playing this game in person so let me let me uh change one dynamic now now if you're a tournament organizer now and you're trying to attract players to attend a store championship so that way you can uh get more people playing and give out an invite you know for the store championship kit would you now be more incentivized to artificially inflate your numbers up to the day of in order to attract players to go in to get those people who might be on the fence? Uh, um, are you at, is this like a legal question? Can I go to jail for this? No, it's, it's simply having placeholders uh, sign up on your tournament event. And then the day of you remove the placeholders. So the answer is yes, I support that. Um, again, I still think the there's got to be a threshold piece. So like right now, we have one in Zealand coming up here in Grand Rapids area um, on the 11th of November. <clears throat> I think there's only one person that might be an inflated person on there. Um, but outside of that, like I, I'm at nine people. I probably wouldn't add five other people to it. <laughs> um to inflate it that that far yeah no i i'm not advocating to say oh yeah you know you're going to set up a tournament and automatically fill in 16 spots you know just artificially no i'm talking about like you are as a tournament organizer you have two to two, two to three days before the event and you only have nine or ten signups do you go in add in three placeholders on there to you know make people say hey you know what we're getting close to that 16 player threshold Maybe I should sign up because we have a good chance of people actually showing up and like getting this done, getting launched with 16 players. Uh, would you consider doing that as a tournament organizer in order to get more people to come? Uh, maybe not at nine, but if I was at like 11 or 12, yes. I would add a few people on there. Absolutely. But I will tell you there is a negative to that, <clears throat> right? The negative piece of that, JJ, right, is... If we have a six, like I, I, if we have a sixteen cap, and you add four people, like that, that's almost a guarantee. If somebody, you know, like people go, oh, I see, we're almost at sixteen, or people do sign up, they're like, oh, we're at sixteen. I was gonna go, um, but now we're at sixteen. I'm not gonna go. There, there is a negative piece to that. I think for me, the bigger quite or the bigger thing is is not adding the people to inflate it a lot. Maybe adding one or two is fine. Um, but four or five is probably out of my, uh, I would not do that. Um, I would be more on the, the brink of saying, Hey, I have some people that would like to sign up, but do not want to go unless we fill these spots. Therefore, I'm not going to add them today, but they're willing to go. If we could get drive enough people into to home. And once I hit 12 or 13, then I feel a little bit more comfortable saying, yep, I'll add a few people, but I, I don't want to deter people from not going you know, so for example, Alex is a great example. If Alex is like, I could stay home and get drunk, or I could go try and make sure Tanner doesn't get his invite, um, though we haven't played each other <laughs> at all this year. 
weirdly enough. But Alex could do that because he could be like, I'm going to run Torkoal much just to piss Tanner off. And if you do that, I will disqualify. I will make sure we never play just as an FYI. Um, but <laughs> anyway, um, if... All right. I it's meta now. I, it I, is. You're right. I have a list. Uh, I hate you. Um, I, I hate you so much. Um, <laughs> I don't want to also discourage people from wanting to go, right? And I don't want to fill that up because if somebody like Alex goes, ah, I'm kind of busy. I'd rather go see like this concert or I have friends that are going to be in town. Um, but Alex wants to go help things out. Alex wants to be there and commit to things when he can to help boost those numbers to get as many people world's invites as possible. The issue becomes is if Alex sees we're at 16, is Alex going to go out of his way and come if he really could be doing other things unless he wants to ruin my day? Um, I, I don't think he would. And, you know, like that's the thing is if people see that, are they going to be more deterred from showing up? That's true. That's true. Now, I, I do know that there are a couple of people that have um, that already have their their invites that have gone in to support the the tournament by, you know, being present to help, you know, fill the numbers. And then they just do like an 0-1 drop or 0-2 drop and they'll they'll play a full game and then they'll concede at the end just to ensure that the other player that they're playing does, you know, have a shot of, of winning on there. I've seen people do that. Um, I don't really have a good or bad feeling about that, honestly. I mean, it's cool that they're trying to, you know, support somebody else to try to get their invite. Um, but, you know, I if I was a player who already had an invite and I'm going there to support a store to make sure that it does reach that threshold, you know, I would absolutely still attend and try to help somebody else win and get there, you know, get their invite. And in the end, we're still playing next week. We're still having fun. What's your thoughts, Alex? Uh, yeah, as a TO, I wouldn't, like, myself put in some, like, people. I'd probably ask my friends to be like, hey, even if you're on the fence, throw your name into this tournament, and then you guys can you know, drop the day up or whatever if need be. But, you know, I just, even if you're 30%, you're going to go to sign up, and that might encourage other people to go. But I'm not gonna like just start making accounts and throwing stuff in there, you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just to help out a store or whatever, try to convince some people to sign up. Hopefully, they show up. Most likely, they won't. Yeah, I think too. If you think about it, if if the cost of the tournament is lower, right? Like, are you more inclined to want to go? Like, for ten bucks, you're probably not gonna have much. Like, what else are you gonna do for ten bucks? other than see a movie. And even then you can't really see a movie even for 10 bucks nowadays, unless you get no popcorn and bring your own soda in your purse, which I don't have a purse though. I have been considering uh, carrying a man, ba uh, like a small man bag purse just for a soda. Like, it's expensive. <laughs> Satchel. Man. Like, holy crap. I went, we went and saw the five nights at Freddy's movie this weekend with the kids. And I was like, Hey, it's four o'clock. You guys had lunch at one. We don't need popcorn. Oh, dad. Like, but no one's gonna eat it. All right, can we get slushies? Uh, all right, yeah, that's fine. And six bucks a piece. And like, ah, you know. So just like it's twenty dollars for the three of us in concessions, minimum, and then you know almost twenty bucks, twenty five bucks to go see the movie. So, 
Uh, you, you're not going to find much fun, I don't think, for 10 bucks. I, I don't know. Um, 10 bucks is pretty cheap fun nowadays, in my opinion. But $25, I don't know. I, Alex, are you in on the $25, $30 tournaments too? Uh, that was the tournament last week. Oh, okay. I did not know that. But also, that included lunch. So. Oh, they get, yeah, okay, well, that's different, because you got yeah, if you get If you get some perks <laughs> and it's like 25 bucks, then yeah, if it's like $25 and that's just the tournament and there's not like a crazy amount of the price support, that's a little iffy. Yeah. I think JJ's frozen. That That's my nope. theory, you know. <laughs> nope, okay, you are, you are sitting insanely still. <clears throat> if he stays still for long enough, he'll just turn invisible. <laughs> I was doing my best Sakuni Mario uh, imitation, you know, turn into a statue. All right. Well, I don't know what is there something else you wanted to discuss on that topic? No, I think it's just I think it's something that that we should, you know, in in general, right, for a lot of players that or a lot of stores that are struggling right now to um, fill up the tournaments to get the max amount to or to get the minimum amount in order to get those invites out there. Um, it's just something that I've seen talked about in various discords and, you know, it, it's a little concerning, right? And honestly, you know, there's a whole thing that should have been done from the get-go for these invites for the store kits that, um, that probably would have made it a little bit easier for people to have access to it. But, you know, we, it is what it is where we're at right now. And honestly, I think that um, one of the other facets of why people aren't showing up there is because of the way the meta is currently right now. It is not solved by any means, but, you know, we do see, especially when we look at our pattern analyzer segment, a lot of the things that we keep on seeing repeats that are winning are the Han list or the Arc list. You know, every once in a while you'll catch CIS or um, the event, the occasional scum or resistance that'll make uh, the top and, and win it all there. Um, but you're still facing a good majority of, of those Han lists and Arc lists that people may not have the patience to go through. Um, and, you know, they they kind of don't want to just, they, they go with the intention of trying to make it there when they run into those roadblocks that they haven't figured out how to beat. You know, it, it kind of discourages them from trying. Um, so... It, honestly, I think that we're we're due for a point change just to shake things up, or at least to fix some of the current problems that we have in the meta. Um, but but yeah, Sherman, you are incorrect. There is you are not correct in your statement. So I think that's a good segue. Let's move in to our next segment. Kind of what I wanted to talk about a little bit tonight. Um, we last week, if you haven't checked it out, go check out our show last week. We had a ranking analysis last week where we talked about where we would rank all the different factions. Um, and with that being said, we felt that Scum and CIS have kind of been towards the bottom when it comes to tournament play, especially larger tournaments like World Qualifiers. In World Qualifiers, we're not seeing CIS and Scum turn up as a whole winning everything all at once all the time um now granted there is some nuance to this discussion you know you know right like the nuance here is that you know you have dice that favor in both and good and bad you have you know some lists that are really good matchups into other lists that are not good into you know certain other faction metas right and i and i think we have to be careful 
a little bit around that, but I can say based on the numbers, we are not seeing CIS and scum take down very much. And great. I'm glad other people's records inside of a league are fine and no offense, Sherman, but inside of the league that are structured too differently versus a random matchup. I don't disagree with you. They have merit. I think the different is pieces is that we aren't seeing the numbers demonstrate that my personal experience. And yes, I'm not the best X-wing player either is that the CIS lists struggle compared to um, some of the other lists. I could pick up a Han list and my win rate goes to 60, 70%. A CIS list, I actually got to work at it. Like, I have to work a little bit harder to ensure I'm going to get my wins. And and for the most part, I've been, you know, three and one, two, one and one, that type of stuff. You know, so it's not like I'm on the bottom tier with, with CIS. Um, and, and Alex has been the same way. Alex has had three and one experiences across the board with his scum list. But the variety there, the variety is not there, A. And B, the issue becomes is that we have some different styles of lists that are harder to beat with those factions. Um, there isn't an, how about this? There is not an auto win or an almost auto win for either Scum and CIS. Yeah, that's fair. So, kind of what I wanted to do is talk a little bit about what is the faction missing, right? What is it missing? And I, I make I make this judgment a little bit because I say we we have two factions that are the only factions to have fire sprays, right? And <laughs> we have three factions with Falcons, and two out of the three factions with Falcons have seen Falcon success across the board, right? Great. We have not seen fire spray success across the board. It's just it's there. And I think AMG was in my opinion, AMG was scared. That's my personal opinion on that. But I feel that the people talk about the fire sprays being like a bigger issue. And AMG has kind of done the same thing FFG did is they only fix certain things versus a complete overhaul of, of other aspects. So if the fire spray shouldn't boost, we should just nerf the boost. If the fire spray shouldn't have a front back arc, we should make it a turret arc. There's lots of things you could do that they have not done that they could do and give me one point drones they, they could do and it would be you know help out the faction a little bit so that's kind of my question and, and we'll start with alex right is what are these two factions missing is is there something they're missing in terms of ships is it points what is it what do you feel it is uh for scum mostly what i can uh have any sort of legitimate opinion in uh, I don't play CIS nearly as much as I want to. Um, I still have opinions on that, but from just playing Scum a lot, they need a small base, three attack die gun that doesn't need to exist at range one. They need like a Kirax, basically. They need something like an X-Wing that you can have at the point slot, you know, like a four point slot. Uh, Star Vipers are super cool. I don't think that would help nearly as much as like a Kirax kind of chassis, just because that three agility would probably make them a lot more expensive. Um, but uh, they need they need a small base kind of chunky three die gun because you pretty much get that in a lot of the really popular, you know, successful factions. Like you have the X wings, you know, uh, 
even in like Empire, you still have like, uh, you know, the tie advanced kind of gives that three die gun. Uh, but like with bombers, you know, you have barrage rockets that makes them a three die gun. Uh, it's gonna be normally get stuff like that that's self sufficient. Um, like rogues, you kind of depend on a cannon, and like the the seeks, you depend on a cannon. As much as I love ion cannons, uh, you only do one damage. <laughs> so I I do have a side question on that one, right? Because like to me, I would almost consider the rogues the X wings of those factions. Um, obviously, they don't have the same natural, you know, base three die attack, right? They do rely on the cannon slot a lot. But if you were to compare them to the other factions in terms of like the similar archetype or chassis archetype uh, that the other factions have, what what would you think they would closely resemble in the other factions? Well, so I think the issue, yeah, I think the issue with the rogues is because they don't have that native three die gun. They don't have enough points. So, for example, if I have a four point X wing or T seventy or T sixty five, and then I have a rogue. I immediately have to spend six to eight points to give it a permanent three die gun, period. So, do not any having of... the range one four die attack really kills them? Like in terms yeah. of a comparison for like an X wing, you don't get four dice. No, and I think that's that's I, I agree with you, Ali. Like that's like to me that's the bigger thing. Like they don't have that piece of it, right? And 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 they are the same price. They have the two agility. They do have similar-ish dials, I, I would argue, but you know what else they're missing? Astromax. They don't have Astromax. They don't have any of some of these other support piece qualities that we see in some of the other factions. I think that it's not having the four dice in range one really limits them a lot because they don't have like the potential for spike damage. I mean, they do get like the bullseye stuff, which is pretty cool, uh, but like you don't like you're scared of an X-wing at range one, right? If you have three agility, because you know you might get one to two hits coming in. If you're you're not nearly as scared as a rogue, if you have three agility when they're shooting at range one. That's true. So, I mean, I, that's where I say it's nice to negate their their tokens, but yeah, not having that three die or that four dice spike at range one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you. You can put cannons on them, which is cool, but it's not like you can, you know, it's not like you can, uh, it's going to say like an HLC kind of thing for like a T-70, right? Where if you fly well, you get four dice in the bullseye at range two to three. In a rogue, you can bring an HLC, but you don't get the the consistent three die, right? If, if they arc dodge you, you're not getting four dice. And the Fang Fighters are, are great and all, but man, they need to live at range one and they only got four health. It's just you need something chunky and something three dice. It doesn't necessarily have to be the Kyrax, it's just that's the easy comparison because it already exists. But the Kyraxes are kind of suck. <laughs> that, not having that one straight really hurts. Um, yeah. JJ, what, what are your thoughts? What, what do you think they don't, that they're missing that other factions have? Um, I mean, because we have big pieces in both factions. We do. Yeah, yeah we do. Um, honestly, I think it's, it's the ratio of types of ships, right? Um, right now, I think Scum has 
tied with the rebels in terms of the amount of large space ships that they have uh but in terms of like viability um practically every large base uh for the rebellion can be played and have viable lists um and that's even including the new yt2400 whereas scum really really struggles to have any of their large bases do uh a, a decent amount of work right you know you take a look at the jump master dengar he did come down to six points um, however, his loadout still restricts him quite a bit, um, and he does need to have that um, have the the opponents in their front arc with the punishing one side in order for him to have a natural three die attack. Um, his dial suffers, so he doesn't have great time on target. Rebel Falcons don't have that issue. Uh, the VCXs have even four dice, and they can punish really hard when they can. Um, the Gauntlet doesn't suffer that issue that the VC that the uh, the Jump Master has there. Uh, you take a look at um, the Scum Falcon native two die attack. Uh, yeah, you, he can possibly get it up to four, maybe five dice, depending on how uh, lucky you are in lining up that obstructed shot with trick shot and hope that there's stress in order for you to have that big attack, but it's not going to be something that's constant on there. And sure, that, that uh, Scum Falcon is going to be cheap at six points. Um, but it still suffers from that that attack that, and it needs a lot of help in order for it to get consistent attack out there to have that same damage output that its counterpart in Rebel Han can do, and it, and even that Rebel Han can double tap, whereas the Scum uh, Han really doesn't have a viable option to do that. Um, so from the onset, when you compare directly, you know their counterparts between the the factions, uh, Scum in particular really struggles at that there the other part of it too is just the lack of um i i, I don't want to say granularity um because it doesn't feel like that's the correct way to say it but the correct balancing of points having uh enough three-point ships for uh valid options for the for scum uh or uh five-point options for scum as well uh that can be like really good add-ons to a list to help break it um, because they have a lot of sixes that are decent and they have a lot of fours that are decent. At five, you really struggle to find a really good piece um, to really like be a good, um, like a really good attacker for scum. Um, and a lot of... True, you got Manarup. Um, but he's an I3, right? And again, he suffers from that same issue with the dial and stuff and uh, same similar issues that Dengar suffers from. Um, although you can fit a lot more in Manaru, um, you just got to really plan ahead to do that, right? Um, on the CIS side, you got, honestly, I, I think that some of those vultures can come down to one point, even if you give them zero loadout. Um, I don't see why you wouldn't want to do that. I mean, they're they're pretty easy to kill. Um, at, beyond that, I mean, as, as far as large bases, the Sith infiltrators are still, I think there might be something there that that could possibly be um, good uh, for CIS to to really use. Um, I think pre Bisla is definitely a ship that has, that should see a lot more play for CIS, but that doesn't see a lot of play. Um, we still see a lot of fire sprays with Zam and, and Django currently right now. Um, but honestly, when you're looking at what makes the top cut, uh, for CIS, whenever they actually do make top cut, that's all we're seeing, right? It's just Django and Zam 
and Dirge, right? Um, those world-class starfighters still being really good. Occasionally, you'll see Volandas and the Tri-Fighter, who's a really great value at four. Um, but beyond that, you're not really seeing Sunfac. You're not seeing much of the Nantexes. Um, you're not seeing very much Vultures. You're not seeing a lot of the HMPs either, which are really, really strong support ships. Um, and I understand that they cut down their loadouts in order to make it more cheaper. Um, but it it's still, I think part of it too is just because it's not doing well in tournaments, there's not enough people who are willing to go into those factions and really test out like different combinations that, uh, that are waiting to be discovered. And uh, until we get to that point, I think that CIS and scum will suffer until then. Yeah, if we go back to like scum, it's really awkward to build in scum because you're you have Lima who's really good at three points, and then a significant drop off to like Arlie's. <laughs> yeah, that is a little bit that's questionable. Um, and then you got you know a couple seek interceptors at three um, that don't output a ton of damage because generally they take like ion cannons. Uh, or they're objective runners, and they're burnout slamming everywhere. Uh, so, like, it's just awkward to, like, you have one and a half viable, like, five-point ships, which is Manaru and Old Terox, okay? Sort of. It depends on the list that you bring. Um, in CIS, I think a lot of their problem is that they lack, like, a high-initiative small base ship. It's not like Dirge. Um, just they also don't really have like chunky ships like an X-Wing. <laughs> like your Tri-Fighters are, are cool. Uh, they're three health. <laughs> don't get shot. Um, and like the Hyena Bombers aren't really... Uh, they they die. You know, they're, they're too low initiative to actually do anything. So if you have more... You either need like sturdier kind of droid ships or just... Uh, higher i don't know you just need like another ship in there <laughs> you need another uh, chassis yeah i think i agree with you i think it's a chassis piece of it because you have two ships you have a hyena, a hyena bomber and a droid and both of them have very similarish dials and play styles right both of them have two agility both of them don't have very good upgrades and all of them are low initiative they don't have i5s i6s which again makes sense right like it does make sense to not have that, but they also don't have anything that keeps them on the board like a um, like Empire does, right? Nothing keeps these droids on the board. <laughs> like, I don't have a way to go, oh, you blew up my droid, it gets to shoot all of a sudden, or, oh, it gets, you know, this or that. And they are extremely predictable. In Scum, you, you're, you, like you said, you don't, you don't have any good three-point options. It's just they don't exist at all, really. Like, in my opinion, like even some of the M3As you would think would be a really great because they're three agility. You can add different things to them, but I don't and I don't know if it's a loadout thing or a dial thing for M3As. It would be nice if it was just a loadout thing, but I don't I don't. So I think some of those are the two big issues inside of there is you don't have a way to help them. And then in scum, I think the big base is are okay like i think they have some really good big base ships like i think afra which i've said all along um 
is one of the best ships in scum like period like dengar is great don't get me wrong but dengar could also use a little bit a little bit more loadout for what he does and he's not as horrible and fangs is still overpriced to some extent you know they just are i don't know so i think some of it is a combination of a points and the fact that scum has used interactions with cards versus a bunch of really cool abilities I think that's the bigger thing. Scum has always been like, here, let me give you an ability that interacts with a million of these other cards and you could create something ridiculously stupid. Like just so stupid you don't even want to play against it like Turkle Mutt. Like and, my list. <laughs> and I think they've restricted some of that down in how they've created and captured it. CAS, on the other hand, doesn't have a lot of those really cool interactive cards like Give me some scummish cards, you know, give me, give me an Aurora with more points, <laughs> you know, like I, I, a seven point, like fire spray should be good. Even at an I four should be good. But if you don't give me stuff to keep it alive, it, you're just going to eat it alive. And I, you know, like, I don't know, like, I don't think you should have to be able to take notorious, but there's just that better attack relays. That's a great, a great answer. Better attack relays because that is more similar to astromechs and different things that we get in yeah. other factions so i was gonna say like a multi-charge like energy gel charge kind of thing like yeah. barrage rockets but obviously you can't do that because they <laughs> you know i focus so give them like a calc i mean i guess they have multi-missile pods right and but that's kind of what they were going for but sure but you're an i2 do, do a single missile four. one yeah, what are you going to do when yeah. they get out of your bullseye? You're not going to throw more dice at them. He's just like yeah, some... Need, like an energy shell charge with like three charges that just requires like a calculate token. Yeah. And honestly, you, you don't know, even have to have the conversion. Just shoot three dice. Mm -hmm. And with better attack droids too, right? That also brings in those ships that want to carry those attack droids, right? Like, you know, we, we would see a lot more seer. We would see a lot more of the um, higher costed... Um, uh, the uh the ships dang it the this the ufo ones um the hmps um wow i totally blanked the on Roombas. that but yeah the roombas yeah we would see a lot more of those um if it, having a tech uh tech droid carrier would be a lot more enticing uh for your list to carry it you know um i i think that adding more options in that tech droid is a design space that really hasn't been fully flushed out um, for for the faction. And I think that's a great design space to help increase the efficiency of those droids that can die really quick um, and make them better. You know, and you can have better lists with CIS and probably have a little better, more wins, you know, a, a lot more action, uh, a lot more options to deal with what we have right now with Han uh, to deal with the arcs and stuff. And I think that would do a lot better. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's the thing is like, so if we had gotten the Aflax droids, which are I-5s, the SOC ones at three points, CIS, you, we would be having a little bit less of this discussion because you could run those two of those plus T-81, and that's only 10 points of your list. And that's, that's three ships, very high maneuverability, very high survivability, and now you have ability to kind of work around. In Scum, if we had higher m3as or something you know like maybe some two-point tie fighters i don't know why we can't have two-point tie fighters for christ's sake and 
in Scum. Oh no, they can go over an obstacle. Woohoo! Like why are like if you know what they could do, you know if they fly towards an obstacle, you think that they're gonna not go through it. Like you just you think that they're not gonna like oh no that guy's gonna turn one hard and then one hard and they're not gonna do they're gonna fly through like who <laughs> and, you and know he, what they do <laughs> and even then they can only fly through asteroids they can't do yeah, debris exactly. they can't do the gas clouds <laughs> so like we don't have any like the two point options and scum like to me scum needs more two point options and better three point options to kind of round some of that out a little bit um and while maybe dirge in scum is probably going to have more loadout or give them the title and let them have a crew slot. Um, but you, 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 you the, the problem becomes is there's so much that breaks things in scum. Nobody wants to take the time to play with it. And to AMG's credit, right. Is they have less people than FFG did to run this game. Plus they have to run all these other games. Plus they built a whole new game. And so I understand it but I don't agree with it, I guess. Um, so really the last piece of this, and I don't want to spend all night. I don't want this to feel like a bitch session, especially because I'm the CIS player um, and I like scum. And so for me, um, I shouldn't say that because Charles would come back to haunt me, but um, <laughs> I, you know, like some of it is, is what are, what do other factions have that we could give to CIS or, vice versa like what could we do to do we need to fix the other factions to make these factions better or could we leave things similar to where they're at and do different things inside of the faction to make them more um viable and yes desi give me an assage fan blade ship like i will buy five of them i don't care 100 percent I mean, I, I would love to see a Dooku Sheetapede shuttle. Um, I would love to see the fan blade. That is the ship that I would love to see, like a, a true dark side force fighter uh, to counter the Jedis in the Republic. That would be absolutely awesome. Ventress being one of them just would be awesome. Um, the other part of it, too, is, you know, there's there with more packs that are coming out, you know, just hoping to see more pilots that can you know, help fill out the factions uh, or help fill out the different chassis uh, and give them abilities that can be, that can really help the rest of the faction with their identity, you know, allow them to have an interaction with like a tech droid or have them uh, boost uh, ships that calculate or for scum, for instance, you know, if a ship has a certain type of um, like token, like a, a, a strain token or a strain token or a deplete token and stuff, you know, something that kind of fits that scum identity of, you know, status effects for, you know, ships and work off of that. Uh, there's a lot of design space in adding in those pilots and you can do that without having to create brand new chassis for it. Cause I know that AMG is currently not doing that, at least to our knowledge, we don't know that they're designing any new ships right now, um, but you can certainly add more pilots and that can definitely add, a breath of fresh air into those chassis and into the faction. Yeah, I mean, like we like we said, they just need a couple more ships. It would also help if all the other factions got came down a little bit in power. Don't, don't get me yeah. wrong, that's probably needed. But um, yeah, just I mean, Scum doesn't have any standard loadout cards. That'd be nice. Fix up Boba Fett so you can actually be played. Give me a standard loadout seven point Boba Fett. How about that? 
Uh, seven points might be a little aggressive. Well, if you charge base mobility, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, get make it charge base right, and then or you can't you can't or turret, and then you don't have the same thing issue. Just saying, I'm just saying. All right, well, I think that's enough. I don't I, again. I don't want this to sound like a bitch session. Um, overall, uh, overall. So, all right, why don't we dive into our pattern analyzer segment to discuss recent store champs that have won and done better than me? <laughs> all right, welcome back to our pattern analyzer segment. Welcome back to our Pattern Analyzer segment where we talk about store championships, what's winning, what's not winning, if there's any cool lists and things like that that have gone on. And the first one I want to cover tonight is from Dungeon Cat Gaming in Illinois. This is from last week, last Sunday, and they hadn't quite wrapped a bunch of stuff up, so I didn't want to include it in the show last week. Um, but we see here quite a bit of different and not different stuff. Alex, what did the winner bring? And where is my, where, where, where is my Lando? Right. Ah, so they brought a Falcon and it's not Ray or Lando or Poe. It's Chewbacca. It's a five ship Chewbacca list, which I can respect. This Chewbacca has engine upgrade, a Ray gunner, trick shot, marksmanship, and the Ray's Falcon title. Uh, it's not the build I would build, but it worked out for them, right? Uh, LO with Heroic Marksmanship, HLC. You see that fairly frequently. BB-8 with Han Solo Targeting Computer, which is perfect. Uh, Snap Wexley, Heroic, HLC, and R4 Astromech. And then you got Zori with Lasvatorps, Dorsal, and R4 Astromech. So Most what is of those your, are pretty standard. What What is your preferred Chewbacca build? Um, I don't even actually have Ray Gunner on there because I think Notorious is far more important to have. So you don't just yeah, alpha Chewbacca right off the board. <laughs> um, just because there's not a lot of penalty for just shooting Chewbacca um, and, and those kinds of stuff. So I usually, um, if I had the option, it'd be uh, Notorious uh, Novice Tech because it's perfect. Uh, Agile Gunner, Dead Man, Contraband, and Engine. So you can do the Chewbacca boost into you after you killed him and then explode, which I always find super funny. Uh, but just Notorious <laughs> is really good to dissuade people from shooting at Chewbacca too frequently. But it's a solid list. I mean, you fit four other ships of Chewbacca and three of them are essentially X-Wings. <laughs> so All you right. could fit three if you wanted to instead of Zori, but you know, that works. All right, the next one we have is another resistance list that Marcel ran, um, and essentially we have an a appearance of underslung, underslung blaster cannon, and I'm oh. a little confused. Why? Oh, especially with M9G8. Like, <laughs> That's the even more questionable thing. I, the, he went three and one with it, but I don't... I, he doesn't want to be outmaneuvered, okay? All right, I guess. That's the only reason. I don't know. You just... You, you don't ever shoot that, right? Like, you just... 
unless like you're running away to an objective or something. You have to target lock them or even shoot the thing. Yeah. Which like, is really bad with M9G8. <laughs> unless yeah. they're like a priority target where you want to M9G8 them. Normally you're doing that for your teammates to get rerolls. All right, fair enough. Anyway, it had uh, M9G8 and Heroic, and then we had Elo with HLC and Marksmanship Heroic, Neonub, HLC, R6, Pattern Analyzer, Analyzer Heroic, Jess Pava with R2D2, and then we had Chorus Capellum. Yeah. And, yeah, in the way. And, and, yep, and, and no wartime loadout here, just R4, Ion, and targeting... Um, Automated targeting priority for <sighs> why you know, you know targeting computers one point and that costs the same as automatic yeah priority, that's exactly what I was about to say you get to calculate two and you don't have to shoot anyone at range zero I just yeah. didn't understand that either <laughs> I I I like what is chorus's uh what's his, what's their ability before you engage you may choose one ship in your firing arc at zero to one if you do transfer one green token from that ship to yourself which is fantastic because every reason i won <laughs> so right. it's baby torpo or baby uh pale up no. baby pale up there you go. it is pale up when i engage and yeah, i won yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah uh, you know it was Tweak that loadout. It could be actually a pretty solid, uh, yeah, list for more people. It's not myself. Yeah. I right. mean, you you could use the um the MNG8 defensively, right? Like if you target lock your ship or the enemy ship and force them to reroll a die on on offense, oh. you could do that, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, I do it to like Dangar and like quick draw and stuff that double taps frequently, or uh, like anything with cluster missiles. It's pretty nice. Um. But man, you're not sure that Undersong Blaster Cannon if you're doing that. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> also did not take the disrespect one point jamming beam on Jess Bava, which you could have because you have one more point of loadout. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case. All right. We'll go to the next one, which had OE1 winning the store champ with their list jj what is that list so obi juan who is my uh my teammate here on team usa islands for xcc uh running the republic he's got anakin skywalker in 7b with shield upgrade r4p astromech and crack shot uh mace windu with r4p 17 and heightened perception uh wolf with r4p astromech veteran tail gunner and expert handling and then oddball with selfless uh, gun and tail gun and R4P Astromech. That's the Siege of Coruscant version. Uh, this is very similar to the Duncan Howard list that uh, that he took for his win for the Sword Championships, uh, just replacing Adi Gallia with uh, Mace Windu in 7B. Uh, for five points, if I uh, recall correctly, uh, you have essentially an I-7 engage with Mace Windu uh, with two additional force there. Um, that can be pretty good if you are able to set up the that initiative kill uh, early on, or at least weaken the ship for Anakin to come in and uh, put in the final blow with that crack shot on there. Uh, can be really, really good. Uh, we all know Wolf and Oddball can also be very good at, with their, their chunkiness and being able to uh, have very consistent offense with their abilities as well. Uh, really solid list. If only Wolf had one more point of loadout. So you put dedicated instead of expert handling. 
<laughs> yes. And at least there's no Q7 on this one. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't share the focus tokens, <laughs> but it's still a solid piece. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> the next one we have is All right. So <laughs> I'm sorry. We're going to we're going to cover this this one. I threw a 2 and 2 list in. And I normally do not do that. But I wanted to cover a because we're this is a little bit of a different build for FO, and I think um I think that that kind of builds into our later meta discussion, right? Because I think Blackout is somewhat of an underrated piece, except for when I fly him, he always dies. So I don't like I don't know what people are doing to keep him alive, but Tanner's Blackout always dies. How does your Blackout die? It just does. I don't know. I don't know. I, the same way. Ask Matt. Where's Matt? Ask Matt because I've killed Matt's stupid Blackout every time too i don't know I if mean, i just don't know how to fly them did or... make a card for cody that says blank out instead of blackout so <laughs> like it is a thing like i have what i have literally rolled twice where i've rolled three green dice and each time has just been all blanks and blackout didn't die but you know at one health left what are you gonna do like what, what do you do Blackout then run <laughs> like, like just i don't know anyway so I wanted to kind of cover uh, this one because I don't know if people are memeing at this point. If this is like memeing, and 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 I don't know what that is, but I just think some of this is pretty um, cool, and I wanted to kind of cover a little bit of this. So Alex, what did Matthew run in an FO? So this is actually really close to the list that I played for NCX. So I have a little bit of insight of this. So this has Malaris with cluster missiles. Uh, Lieutenant Gaelic with Biohacks Crypt Codes and Tractor Beam. Uh, Kylo and the Whisper with Brilliant Invasion, Instinctive Aim, Concussion Missiles, Advanced Optics, and the Convig. Blackout with Fanatical, Optics, and Plasma Torps. And then LaHues with Fanatical, Optics, and Special Forces Gunner. Uh, they're all I-5. Gaelic can shoot the Tractor Beam first. Um, if need be, when things die, you can coordinate people. Um... I played something very similar to this. Gaelic had uh, an ion cannon instead. And I think LaHughes had a barrage rockets instead. Well, maybe not. No, it had the pattern analyzer fanatical. LaHughes, that's what it was. But it had the same blackout, which is interesting. Um, actually, I lied. That one had Lone Wolf instead of fanatical. But plasma dwarfs, all that kind of stuff. It's cool. It's not something you see very frequently. But the, again, they all are i5 they can hit pretty hard if any of them are flanking having that advanced optics really helps with the consistency of the red dice um and just kind of hope to god they can't dodge you at i6 uh don't play against the han and you should be good <laughs> i mean i just you know you just, just boost past all these guys I don't know. I'm I'm still more barrage rockets on LaHughes than I am for any other build. I just that rear three die gun, like focus link rotate backwards to shoot someone is really nice. Yeah, I I didn't realize that in, when I was playing Sandy this week, and 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 I got one barrage rocket the whole time, and then I was like, oh, I could just rotate it backwards and shoot. Okay. Oh, all right. Well, I guess I, that's probably smarter of, of a thing. And then you could double tap. That was the thing. Cause like, if I'd been able to do that and double tap, I might have been able to pull an extra two points out 
um, if I had been able to kill Grievous as well, but it's just kind of funny. Like, eh, you know, I did not think about that because every time I've seen it ran, it's Barrage Rockets out the front. But no, makes sense. Um, oh, no, that, that Barrage Rockets out the back is like half the reason why you do it. I think you just fly past someone. Yep. Yeah, I realized that um, too late. Well, and that's what that's what you get when JJ gives me a faction I haven't played. In like two months uh you so requested it. i gave I you the option you between option. republic and fo you what did just, you want bro you, you could have just left me in cis i would have been happy no i couldn't have everybody needed to change well that's what you get um <laughs> all right jj what did anthony bring for our three in one list that is a six ship rebel list with no han so congrats on yeah. going three and one with no han yeah, absolutely. So we got Hall Oakland, uh, the Battle of Yavin version with Dorsal Turret, Advanced Proton Torpedoes, and Precise Astromech. If I remember correctly, this is the version that can uh, recover a charge if he has nobody near him, right? Yes. Um, That's also we a got double botted Advanced Proton one. Yeah, Same yeah it's yeah. pretty good. Uh, we got uh, Luke, uh, Battle Yavin Luke there. We got Corn Horn in the T-65 with uh, the S-Royals, R-3 Astromech, Cluster Missiles, and Marksmanship. Uh, Wedge Antilles uh, in the A-Wing with Vector Cannons, Marksmanship, and Predator. Kyo Benzi also with Vector Cannons and Proton Rockets. And then Sabine Wren in the TIE Fighter with Best Car Reinforced Plating. Uh, I definitely like the uh, cluster missiles on Corrin just because you have the opportunity of passing off two separate circuit locks uh, when he engages, if you're able to get that off. Um, of course, this also leaves Corrin very likely to get killed because he's focusing on getting the, the cluster missiles off there. Um, but he, if he manages to flank the the formation that he's looking to get the set off, then it could be potentially very, very good. Um, but yeah, it's a very solid list. This can cover a lot of ground there. Uh, you got Luke and Corn at I-5 being able to uh, beat that initial hammer for uh, Wedge and Hull to come in and finish off with their ordinance and their, their abilities. And then you got excellent objective grabbers with Keo and Sabine uh, just being able to contest those objectives and be very squirrely and uh, hard to take down. All right, and the next one came from Perry Lowe, Roger Roger Lowe, and essentially, um, I just every time I think of Perry, I think of Finn and Furbius because that's what my daughter's been watching <laughs> lately. So, freaking platypus. Anyway, this is a different uh, CIS list we have not seen before. Um, you have two Horacol droids with energy shell charges. Iron Assembler with energy shells, uh, DGS-407 with Kraken, two Geonosians with clusters, Discord, and sync laser cannons. So, like, they just went for max offense. It says, which do I want to shoot you with today, my dear? Um, <laughs> and, 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 and with DGS-407 having the uh, Kraken, I, I'm guessing is that you keep the calculates all the time on the Geonosians, no matter what. Um, then we have DGS 286 with energy shells, discords as well. So you have three or no, I'm sorry, four HMPs and three droids. This is definitely a unique list. We've not seen specifically do well. Um, I will say their, um, MOV was decent. They did have very 
they had pretty high uh, victory points. They actually had more victory points than the winner, only by one, but still they were one of the top victory point getters. Um, so I don't know what this list does 100% other than this is somewhat of an objective list, like outside of having to carry a crate per se, because um, you're probably going to lose the crate. But this list can isolate you and say, give you a big middle finger. So I think if I think Han murders this <laughs> like I think Han goes droid one gone droid two gone all right you guys ready <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely interested to see what what they lost to um and see how it performed against the other ones I mean I would run this 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 looks like fun to run I just I don't know how well it does all the time oh. the last list I wanted to cover is the what the f list that's two and two and this this is over can Mur murphy's list murray's list um i don't know who wants this i don't understand this list so yeah, it's your favorite favorite ship yeah it, it is and it's a ship that can't take the title either like it's a five point ship that can't even take the title so so when I first looked at this, this looks exactly like a 2.0 list, right? Like they're playing 2.0 and 2.5. So uh, we got a total of six HWKs, which side note, where the hell did they find six HWKs to put on the board physically? All right. <laughs> That's the first thing. Warm, man. <laughs> so we got Torco Mux, uh, who is the only named pilot in this list. Uh, with the Mandalorian, which provides them with that white reinforced concussion bombs and dead men switch. And then we have five spice runners with concussion bombs, which they are also the generic um, HWK pilots for uh, that chassis, uh, just running those concussion bombs on there. Um, I really want to know the amount of damage he got off just on concussion bombs alone, because if you're not familiar with concussion bombs, your once you drop a concussion bomb, uh, unless you reload it to go back to full charges, you are dropping concussion bombs until you run out of them for the rest of the game. Um, Mind and on you, top of that, don't have reload, so once you exactly drop them, you are continuing to drop them. <laughs> <laughs> and the other part of it, too, is that if you get hit by concussion bombs, it just says you have shields too bad, you're gonna get hole damage and you're going to take a strain unless you want me to flip that that whole damage face up and it it will absolutely wreck any low agility ship like a wings uh like tie interceptors uh any droids uh that have low low health um all of that those things will die to like two or three of these concussion bombs instantly and then on top of that get strained and most likely you're going to get uh, shot from the turret arc from these ships that now have you in their arc and their two die attacks suddenly seem a lot better uh, since you're completely strained. So it um, it's definitely a very interesting list. I would love to see this like play on stream uh, to see how they set up their formation to get maximum coverage for those bombs because, man, this looks absolutely hilarious and I would have loved to see this in play. Apparently Cam Murray said that he won his last game. Uh going against Republic by sacrificing a hawk to bomb to block three Jedi into a kill zone of just bombs. Which is awesome. People are, I mean, like people don't expect it. Um, and 
So, someone had People fun. Had How about that? I would have loved to have flown this stupid list. And they said generics aren't even possible in this game. I got my I1 Hawks. All right. Two turrets. You bring that to our next store champ, Alex. I need to find three more Hawks. I got one for you. I got one, maybe two. I think I own two. I like how they can either take a payload or an illicit because they don't have enough points to bring both. (laughs) And that's their only slots. They don't even have like, um, like a mod slot to bring in like delayed fuses or anything like that. All right. I'm just saying next shirt. I hate you. Don't bring this. Don't don't. You're just going (laughs) to piss me off. I will. I do not want to play against Torkoal Mux. Nobody should bring Torkoal Mux. You're just going to do it to ruin my day. I forgot about that. Uh, And for those who don't know what Torkoal Mux does, if you're in his arc, he reduces you to I zero. So all these generics are not going to be firing at you before you even get a shot off. So Good luck with Vader. You know, Vader is not going to get a shot off. He's just going to die. Yes. <laughs> I don't if, if If Vader cannot outmaneuver Torkoal Mux without Moldy Crow, with Moldy Crow, I can understand. <laughs> without Moldy Crow, if you cannot outmaneuver Torkoal Mux, then your Vader probably deserves to die. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> your I4 you should... Gargore anyways. <laughs> it's already zero. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's keep going. Otherwise, we're going to be here all night. Uh, the next one we have is Sanctuary Gaming Center in the UK. This one was taken down by Tom Veal again. Um, is Tom playing in the league this year? Yes. He is a captain, I want to say. I bet he got to keep his CIS team. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Tom Veal... This one was a little bit bigger of a of an event, I thought. I can't remember. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe this isn't the one. No, this is not the one. There's another one that was bigger than this. But um, anyway, Tom Veal took down a 4-0 win here. Very, uh, we're going to call this the standard CIS like list, per se. Is this Dirge, except for this one has thermal detonators, which was interesting choice. Because you're taking thermals over seismic and contraband, which I I don't understand. Um, but you have Sunfock with ensnared graphic defection, targeting computer, Grievous with the shield upgrade, T81, and then O81 with the energy shells and indie calcs. Um this was kind of a standard list I had been running at the beginning of the points change. It's a fun list if you don't lose Sunfac. If you're really good at flying Sunfac, this is a great list. Um, so congrats to Tom Veal. I think this is the second one he's taken down with CIS. Alex, what is the next scum list that came in three and one? Yeah, so this is uh, another scum list. It's four ships. You have Manru with Notorious, Gar Saxon, Dead Man, and the title. No disrespect, R5TK. Don't want to shoot my teammates, I guess. Uh, Nam Lum with Sync Laser Cannons, Chikato Vizago, and Migs Mayfield. No Dangar on that one. That is also a, a jump master. Uh, not the not the rogue one. I, I know. Isn't that crazy? We don't we haven't seen Nam Lung in a while. Right. I hmm, that that's that's the jump master version, right? Yes. Yeah. That, is it two cannons with Synced? But it doesn't have a crew slot, right? without the title so unless that has the title which would make a lot of sense oh yeah fair point fair so point. if yeah. then you know it probably is the rogue 
because no, Namlum just straight up has two cannon slots. We're good. I was right. Okay, I was gonna <laughs> say I'm pretty sure it's not the row because the, the points wouldn't equal out then. Right, right. And then you have Fenrau with Fearless Predator Beskar Optics. You most common same one. Uh, and then Cad Bane with Marksmanship, Proton Cannons, Overtuned, Xanadu Blood, Tidal, and Thermal Detonators. Uh, man, Migs Bayfield. <laughs> Over, like, Dangar Gunner, which is what you typically see. I mean, uh, you don't really have the points for it, unfortunately. You can't take both Sync Laser Cannons and uh, Dangar. Uh, but, yeah, Migs Bayfield. It's a... Uh, it's a rough gunner. I hate Migs Mayfield. I don't know why people keep doing that. They love it. Love it. You have to shoot them with the sync laser cannons, and you can shoot a turret at someone else who has a orange or red token. I mean, what what is what is Visago doing on that ship anyway? You have one point left over. Okay, because like I don't like I don't know how you. What are you trading around? You know, uh, you know, dead man switch and dead man. I think is the only one you can do. So it's mostly you have one point left over. And if you wanted to, you can swap out Dead Man Switch for uh, over two modulators. Okay. Which right. has some synergy with Manaru's ability. It does, yep. Um, <laughs> that's about it. Okay. I was a little confused, that's all. I just yeah. didn't understand why that would Again, be Again, it's just like one point. Like, I like Visago. Don't get me wrong. Like, I think Visago is hilarious, but I just, you know, whatever. <laughs> All right, JJ, what is the next three-in-one list? I threw another one in here just because there's a couple of ships we have not seen. Hell yeah. Quadruple Interceptor, baby. Like, yeah. So whoever's we flying, got the... give Cody this list. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, this is uh this is definitely uh, a choice. Uh, so you got Suntier Fair with Predator and Juke. I think that's the preferred way I would fly Suntier. Uh, with Second Sister, uh, Brilliant Base, Second Sister bringing Brilliant Evasion, Juke cluster missiles, and targeting computer. Uh, Iden Versio, the Battle of Gavin version, which is a four health interceptor uh, with Predator and uh, Fanatic and Talent. Fanatic. Yeah, fanatic. Yeah. yeah, and then Sienna Reed, the other I six interceptor with predator disciplined and shield upgrades to round off the list. Um, the Juke Predator for Sunsir Fell falls really feels really well for Sunsir because he uh, natively wants to have that evade token just to mitigate any blanks that he might roll. Um, and then if you're able to if you fly really well and you're able to land up those bullseyes uh, consistently, you'll get that focus token and then have Predator to um, double mod your attack with Sunsir Fell. Uh, second Sister uh, being able to use her ability to um, uh, do and or actually just even just having force in general uh, makes her really good. Just being able to just use that evade token uh, along with Juke and have to force to back her up. Uh, or if she's uh, not getting any other shots, use a targeting computer, set up a lock, get cluster missiles, and um, just use your, your evade token if you happen to set up for like a further shot and, you know, double juke some uh, two ships with cluster missiles. Could be pretty good. A little hard to set up, but good. Aiden Versio, though, um, is a ship that is something that we should see more often because her ability is really good. She's charge-based. She can cancel uh, one uh, hit or crit results with her charge. 
um, and it's every two turns if you do use her charge. A uh, really good way to keep these interceptors alive, uh, particularly soon here, especially when he tends to blank out a range three through an obstacle, uh, being able to cancel that one crit that can absolutely just decimate soon here. Uh, is really good, and Sienna Re is just a really good ship that can go in, uh, soften up a ship, and then allow for the rest of the list to come in and uh, take them out. Uh, this is definitely a very AC list, double reposition, uh, priority on just art dodging and uh, and doing well. Uh, really surprising this did three and one, um, and because you you never think of these lists doing well with you know objectives, but hey, mad props three and one, great job. I know you mentioned that Aiden has four health, but that fourth health is a shield, not a hull. So it's like That's actually yeah. meaningful, which yeah. is nice. Uh, I don't want to get like Marcos to play this. He'll just get decimated, but it'd be really funny. He loves those interceptors. I do too. I own enough of them. All right. The next one is our Poland one. This is the one that had uh, quite a few uh, people for a store champ. They had like, I don't know, like 40 or something like that. 40-ish. 39. So that's pretty good for a store champ. Like, like, come on, Grand Rapids. Where the, th where the heck are you? Um. Anyway, so this was a five-round tournament, no cut. Um, we have Starvald as the main winner. They only get two invites, Sherman, if they had two invites to give out. Um, uh, this is, no, they had a top eight cut. And for some reason, maybe I'm just doing this wrong, but it said that he came in sixth. I they had a top know. eight cut. It didn't show up in the, the thing. Shows up in List Fortress, so I don't know. All right, so I'll tell you what. We're going to skip this one then, and I'll do a little research, and we'll come back to it. How about that? Yeah. All right, so the other... Oops, sorry. The other one that I have is Furter Store Championship in Germany. Illy 08. Uh, I believe they play in XCC. I think I've actually played them before. Um, more than one time. Uh, they were the winner. JJ, what did they bring... Oh man, I when I first saw this list, I was like, man, I really, really, really wanted to uh, bring this up here again because, man, just seeing uh, seeing them come back into the scene, he is a um, a really well known uh, player back from 2.0, and just see him come back for um, for 2.5 and doing well with this list is really good here. Uh, so um, we got uh, a Republic list. We got Oddball, Siege of Coruscant, Wolf, Matchstick, uh, which is probably my favorite Y-Wing uh, for the Republic with Ion Cannon Turret, uh, Ion Bombs. We got Slider with Dedicated because, of course, uh, Broadside, the other uh, great Y-Wing with Ion Cannon Turret and Proton Bombs, and then Jag, uh, which is the Siege of Coruscant version uh, with the uh, Veteran Tail Gunner R4P and Sync Console. Uh, this is so much beef and a lot of control if you could set this up correctly with those ion cannon turrets and then sliders just there to just provide that defensive reroll there um this has a total agility of six dice um but it has a lot of mods it has a lot of offense um it can uh, help get lock in pieces that uh that need to stay in front of these um these arc 170s to 
uh, be punished and it can it can do very well on objectives as well just overwhelming the board with the size and the amounts of ships on the board it's it's a really really good list I like this Alex I, I, I don't know like it's weird seeing multiple Y-Wings in Republic on the board yeah but if you're going to bring Y-Wings those are the two you bring <laughs> oh yeah three points just... each yeah eye on control and hit people really hard with your three dice cons. And what they're, they're relatively high initiative. I mean, Jags are three and I think the rest are like fours, not balls of five. Right. So yeah, you know, it's, it's middle, middle objective. It's not like it's, uh, I guess broadside is also three. So Jag and broadside three slider matchstick wolf four. Still six ship lists, and they're kind of a pain to kill because they're uh, the Y wings are eight health, and the arcs are uh, nine. So and then you got only one dedicated, but it's fine. It seems okay. <laughs> Went three zero and one. All right, Alex. What is the next list? Yeah. I don't understand this list either. Rack triple reaper, baby. Let's go. So you got Rack with Ruthless, Death Troopers, Seventh Sister, Agile, Blazer Bomb, and the Dauntless title. You got uh, Major Vermeil with Ruthless, Vader, and Captain Hark. You got Faroff with Ruthless and Agent Callus and Vizero Palpatine. <laughs> and that's awesome. I love Rack. Um, Blazer Bomb is a choice. It does stick around. <laughs> it's It's a crazy choice. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's five points, and it's kind of a mine, and you don't want to bring thermal detonators. Because, I don't know, if you're bumping a lot, Rack does that a lot, though. So uh, you, you want to bring mines, blazer bombs. One, no one will know what it's do, so you can you just tell people whatever you want. Well, I mean... <laughs> the the blazer bomb is the bomb that actually works really well with death troopers, right? Because when it goes off, you have a chance of taking a stress on the blaze itself. And if you got death troopers on there and they still stay within range one, they're not going to remove that stress. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely a, uh, some synergy. It's not the best synergy, but it's definitely some synergy there, uh, with, um, with death troopers. Yeah. And then just, backing it up with three reapers which is super cool and you know they their abilities optional so you could just slow roll the whole time seems yeah. funny uh, i think this is a cool list I, I i won't lie and say i only own two reapers so i don't have a way of flying this but i don't know like it seems some like something you could put on the table at least it would be fun to fly i think for me i would just run into everything so uh i i would not fly this myself but I did try on TTS when the Reapers were really cheaply costed. I think this was before we went. I don't know, JJ, was this before we went to 2.5 or after? I don't know. I played I you was, a couple of times. I think it was it was before 2.5, yeah. Yeah. I ran like four or five, like five five Reapers or something like that. And yeah. I got I got decimated more than one time. So I quit running it, but it was fun. It was really fun. The tail end yeah. of 2.0, I did a light and dree with like tractor beam, and then you can fit four ISB slicer reapers with it. <laughs> and that yes. was really silly. 
Yep. That was that was what I was trying to do is just do the I get the ISP slicer off. That's all I cared. Nobody ever uses that upgrade. Let me let me figure out how to break it and it didn't work. So X-Wing is not as fun to list build as when I play cards. I'll just tell you that right now. But I disagree. It didn't okay. Well, we'll see. We will see. We can go back and play some Destiny together, buddy. Oh, that sounds awful. Destiny was <laughs> anyway. We're gonna skip the other one. We'll we'll do that one next week. You are correct. I must have looked it up last night, um, when I was doing the podcast stuff last night, and they hadn't played a top cut yet. So there is a top cut. It definitely is not that five and zero list that one he uh, bailed out round one. Uh, so I will correct um the information Guess what for next one. week. So guess what faction won? Probably resistance. CIS. Yep. No, it was it was resistance, but scum came oh, in second. Damn. Yeah, it was not CIS. Hey, hey, nice. CIS has not won an event. They have. CIS. Django and Zam and Dirge. They've won a major event. Oh, major event, no, but they have won okay. store champs. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. whatever. This this to me is a little bit more than a store champ. They did a top yeah, cut. Yeah. No, like that's fair. Top eight. That's right. Top eight. So um, and who knows? Maybe this was a world qualifier we didn't know about. I don't know. Um, anyway, for the inning to, to round out the show, I would like to do a Academy 101 where we analyze medalist for FO. For this segment, we're going to be analyzing first order to talk about the meta list. Our goal here is to understand the components that make up the list, how to fly it, why you want to fly these lists, even if they're not the best Han lists you could fly, they still are pretty fun and pretty amazing to run. So these are going to be some of the top first order lists that are making it. We're going to analyze strengths, weaknesses, how to fly them, what obstacles you should take, and if there's a analysis for objective play the first list is and some of this stuff we pulled from uh the pattern analyzer is that is that what it is called that's what it's called right i'm not crazy um we pulled some of these as the top lists that are um some of the win rates as well as the top taken lists um when we get into fo there's a little bit less here um than we had before uh but it is still definitely some lists that you should be watched out or watching out for if you are going to be playing in a tournament either store champ or world qualifier with that being said who wants to take the first list the list the first list and talk about how it works what ships are in it and the components that make up this list so I'll, I'll do this one here. So uh, the first one here, we got Kylo Ren in the TIE Whisper with Brilliant Evasion, Instinctive Aim, Concussion Missiles, Advanced Optics, and the Jamming Suite. Uh, Commander Malaris with Magpulse. We got DT-798 with Deuterium Power Cells. Uh, Lieutenant Lehues with Marksmanship, Barrage Rockets, and Special Forces Gunner. And then Quick Draw with Proch Edition, Lone Wolf Pattern Analyzer, Special Forces Gunner, and Fire Control System. Uh, this is just an overall really, really solid list. 
Uh, you got that I6 hammer and quick draw um, that's able to uh, to go it alone uh, with that threat of that double tap um, if he loses or if she loses the shields uh, being able to do a hard one which will trigger the pattern analyzer proud tradition uh, focus lock uh, for for quick draw is really nice or um, if you're going to try to get behind an opponent and do the sloop you can do the same thing there um, it is a, a really solid piece for quick draw to uh, double mod there uh, going over to Lieutenant LeHughes, a really underrated Thai SF um, that has been seeing a little more popularity. Um, there's been different variations on the loadout for LeHughes, but I think probably the most efficient one is the Barrage Rockets, mainly because that does give LeHughes the ability to shoot those Barrage Rockets out the rear with the chassis ability. Um, all LeHughes needs is just a focus, and if Quickdraw still has a lock on the ship that uh, LeHughes is firing on, uh, LeHughes can end up spending that target lock to double mod his own shots against the uh, that enemy and uh, and do some work there. Uh, DT uh, did a very cheap three-die attacker at I-4 that can shoot three dice there. Uh, Commander Malaris, very well known, uh, being able to essentially double mod a Magpulse Warhead uh, to um, deplete, jam, and uh, uh, give a critical to a ship that, uh, that it attacks and being a very, very good objective grabber with its ability. And then Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren has had a lot of iterations in terms of loadout. Uh, this one probably is the, the more consistent one. Um, you can, uh, I don't suggest it, but you can use instead the instinctive aim to uh, essentially dumb fire a concussion missile at range three against an opponent. And then if you have a focus token, you can use advanced optics to mitigate a single um, blank result into hit result and uh, have uh, still another force left over to um, to modify your other focus results if you have it there. It uh, gives uh, Kylo Ren a very consistent three-die attack uh, that can definitely hit. And if Kylo's the last one on that I-5 uh, to hit a ship that you're concentrating on, having that concussion missile available to flip one of those face-down damages um, face-up could be really, really good, especially if it's like a fuel leak and you have another uh, like crit on the way going in there, or if you manage to get a direct hit, or um, like any number of different combos there. Kylo Ren can really do a lot of work in ensuring that it could be a kill shot against one of these ships there. Uh, has a lot of utility, can cover a lot of ground on the board there, and is a, a very consistent uh, offensive machine. Yeah, yeah, and there's a little bit of variations to this, right? Like, sometimes we'll see Midnight over DT just to have another I-6 out there, uh, you know, FO being king of the high initiatives. I definitely do agree with the, the Barrage Rockets on LaHue's. Um, but, like, Quick Draw, there's Lone Wolf Quick Draw, though. <laughs> That's my only problem. Um occasionally you'll see quick draw with like deuterium yeah uh just to, to get that shield back and get more charges from quick draw but it's like it's a solid list it can hit like malaris is such an incredible piece uh lahue's being just four points for just a three die attack that it works pretty well especially if you have like uh, malaris and they're not spending the lock or something or if Midnight is in their Midnight's lock. When you shoot with Midnight, they can't modify their dice, and then you can use that for Lahuza's shot. 
Yeah, and this list feels very independent. Like, they don't have to fly close to each other in order for it to be effective. Um, I mean, specifically, like, Quickdraw and Kylo Ren, uh, the rest of the list can come in at different angles and still be effective on offense. Um, and that's I think that's both their strength and their weakness as well, because um, because they have that flexibility of being away from each other, um, if they're not flown correctly and you leave one out to dry by itself, these ships can be burned down by concentrated effort um, and receive very little retaliation back. What does help this list a lot is that you have a lot of high initiatives. You got Quickdraw's I-6, then you have LaHue's, Mallory's, and Kylar I-5 that can put out damage at that uh, that initiative and that um, they can easily burn down a lower initiative ship and take it off the board before it gets a chance to shoot. That's you know generally what FO does, right? Um, in terms of like objectives, like they're chunky enough that like they're kind of annoyingly good at chance. Uh, you know, they got the three agility minus the SFs. But they have six health, so it's like you have to put three shields worth of damage into them. They're only giving up two points. Uh, the two FOs are only giving up one point uh, at half. And then Kylo, when he starts getting shot at, he just takes the evade. And you have triple uh, force and jam. So uh, you can't like evade link jam, but you can still jam people. And that's kind of nasty. Oh, yeah. Um, so like like for chance they're pretty solid. I mean assault they're fast enough to do things, but they're not like crushing it at assault. There's no boosts, so you have to plan your maneuver out. <clears throat> right, it's just the only Kylo gets the boost, and that's you're not leaving Kylo. You're not doing objectives with Kylo to to go out there. You're trying to get him in there to do damage. So uh, they're not bad at assault, but they're not like. Again, they're not they're not great at it. Uh, Scramble, they're actually pretty solid, I would say. Malorus can still have uh, her ability. Kylo has the Force. Lehu's can use someone else's target locks. Like they're sort of self sufficient, but also they're high initiative, and that's the biggest part about that. Uh, you know, one or one or two i sixes, and the rest are i fives. <laughs> right, so it's they're they're pretty annoying at scramble uh don't if you just miss that block just by a little bit you're just like right cool i don't have any actions neither do they but they have the point anyways yeah and for like scramble or not scramble a salvage uh, you know they don't really depend on the barrel rolls a lot <laughs> um so they can generally do i mean you don't want to pick up a crate with kylo and depending on how you can load them out, you could, you know, uh, add some more upgrades that focus on crits. Like you could add Malice on on Kylo if if you don't want like instinctive and brilliant. So you can like, oh, I'm not good at salvage just in general. I'm gonna throw on there or put like a marksmanship even more somewhere. You know, somewhere that that can knock crates off because uh, high initiative isn't the best for salvage. But uh, they can, you know, Malaris with a bag pulse can knock off a crate pretty easy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Kylo with a bullseye. Lots and of now, 
Now, for this list, I mean, to me, this feels like a jack of all trades, right? Like it could do pretty decent at all the objectives, um, but it doesn't really excel at any one objective, right? Is that how you guys feel about this list? Yeah, I, I think it's a, a little bit above average for scramble, but that's about yeah. it. Now, let's talk about uh, counters to this list. Uh, what would you guys uh, focus on when you're facing off against this list? What do you think would be the key to bringing this list down? I mean, if you have like a large base, high initiative that kind of boosts and double tap, that seems really good against this kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, like anything with spike damage should be enough because, like, you know, the key to kill a quick draw is you just eat the shot and you're just down the shields one round right like you just either get multiple guns on quick draw and shoot that turn or you just don't shoot quick draw and shoot someone else like you don't want to chunk off plink off one damage at a time and especially if this quick draw doesn't have like deuterium then like you can do that a lot better so anything with like spike damage like proton torpedoes uh again i han (laughs) Just the uh, any large base reposition is kind of disgusting. So like like a Poe uh, or like a Lando even. Yeah, and I would say bullseyes are also the enemy of this list. This list doesn't have a lot of repositioning options outside of Kylo. Like Kylo does, right? So Kylo's whatever. Like just Kylo's off the board. Um, but the other ships don't have repositioning options the same way lots of other ships do. They could barrel roll, but then they don't have mods. So pick your poison. So if you want to line up bullseyes on these lists and your same initiative or higher, you have a higher probability of doing that. Or if you could block them. Blocking is the other thing. Yeah. Because they they just they have good dials, but not amazing dials. And I definitely think that jam is actually the way to go for this one here because um, they do rely to the, on their tokens to an extent, right? Because beyond that, they don't really have a lot of passive mods uh, for defense. And while, yes, these are three agility ships, uh, three agility can blank out just as easy as one or two agility. Um, probably less likely, but they can absolutely falter. And since a lot of these ships are not very high on shields, you know, Kylo only has two shields. Uh, Malaris and DT only have a single shield. Once you start getting those crits through and through that hole, it's going to be a lot easier for those ships to go down. And uh, they suffer really, they're susceptible to those crits that can really hurt their efficiency um, and, uh, and go down. All right, let's go on to the next list. We have Von Bragg and Kylo. Well, we got Kylo again, looks like. Not in a silencer this time either. Still in the whisper. JJ, what is this list? Uh, so we got Major Von Bragg is showing up here now um, in the Type A Interceptor with Marksmanship, Lone Wolf, uh, Determining Power Cells, and Magpul's Warheads. Uh, Kylo Ren again with Brilliant Invasion, Malice, Predator, Pattern Analyzer, and the Jamming Suite, uh, Balorus with Mac Pulse, and DT with Determined Power Cells, and then Lieutenant LeHughes again with Marksmanship, Barrage Rockets, and Special Forces Gunner. Uh, a different variation from, um, from the previous list. Uh, the biggest difference is 
in uh, Kylo Ren's loadout, uh, kind of opting away from the instinctive aim concussion missile. This one is a little more in your face. Uh, this is, I would think, probably the more deadlier Kylo um, because he, if he is going to be um, like a night fighter, he's always going to get that jam off and he's going to uh, most likely push those crits through uh, with Malice. Uh, Major Ronreg is the other piece to this one here, being that I-6 ace uh, for uh, the First Order, being able to um, almost uh, pretty, pretty, I always have mods um, using that the ability, the chassis ability to uh, target lock for a depleter strain and then uh, take a focus or an evade or wherever you need to. Um, or you can set yourself up with like a deplete lock and then choose a scramble uh, to grab a, a, an objective at I6. Uh, there's a lot of utility that Von Reich brings to this particular list that Quick Draw just does not have. And the dial allows it to become a lot more of a knife fighter to keep pursuit. And then if you do line up that bullseye on Von Reich, uh, you can set up a strain or a deplete on a, on a ship that may not want to do a blue maneuver the following turn. And you can really set yourself up to uh, neuter that ship's offense or defense for that following turn. So very similar-ish list. I think DT could be subbed out for Scorch or other few things, depending on your play style. Though I kind of feel DT might be better than Scorch right now. Um, I, I don't know. Like I think the difference is DT in a high initiative meta, DT the strain doesn't matter as much and you don't have don't to do the Republic. blue maneuver. What's that? Just don't play against Republic. <laughs> with, with their yeah. arcs and everything. That's the only like kind of iffy thing. There's a lot of stuff at four as well right now. Yeah. <clears throat> so with this list, what's the counters to this list? I guess we'll start there. Is there counters to this list? You know, you have Von Reg at you have your I six now, um, and Von Reg is a better I six than Quick Draw in terms of maneuverability, <laughs> um, damage output. It's kind of a playstyle thing, I think. But really, Quick Draw can just burn down in two turns if you focus fire on him, her. Um, quick Draw just does doesn't want to live. Von Reg is KG. I'm not super sold on Lone Wolf Von Reg. I know that's like the more popular Von Reg, but that's not my favorite Von Reg. I like I like Daredevil a little bit better um, than the Magpults and some of the other stuff in here, but that's just me. Um, so what are you guys' thoughts? Uh, you know, I think it still has the same weaknesses as the last list. Uh, I mean, you're essentially just swapping Von Reg for Quick Draw. Uh, Von Reg is just a little. I don't know. I mean, how many times like Von Reg just because one shot. <laughs> <laughs> um, like Von Reg solid. I don't think I six Magpul super good. I don't think Von Reg. You have to be really good at the game for Von Reg to just do a lot of work. Like Quick Draw is kind of the easy way out where you're just like, yeah, I'm gonna throw a bunch of dice and they shoot me and I'm gonna throw more dice. Von Reg, you actually have to be patient with and get behind people so you can take that strain with that lock focus and not get shot at. So you, you have to be really, uh, really cagey. But, uh, you know, again, if they're going against something like On, you know, 
if you get the wrong road roll at the wrong time, that's really, really bad for Von Reck. Oh, yeah. All right. So is the objectives and everything kind of similar then to the last list? I mean, to me, it feels like you have a little bit different feel with Von Reg, but you have two aces is essentially what you have here. And like Von Reg doesn't want to go take objectives either. So um, I don't know. What did you guys' thoughts? It's yeah, like, I think that go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say uh, this list does better in Scramble and significantly worse in Salvage, uh, mainly because you don't want to take away the uh, the reposition ability from Kylo or Von Reg. Uh, sure, you still have Malaris, sure, you still have DT, um, but it feels uh, like you're focusing a lot more on the offensive piece or what they could bring. Uh, specifically, Von Reg, uh, if you're able to get that Magpulse off at I6, that significantly helps out Kylo and Malaris to um and dt to really inflict damage on that uh, on that ship that uh von Rick is is going to punish um and in order for you to do that you do need that reposition you need that boost or that barrel to get into uh position or you need that um that either uh deplete or strain uh to get that target lock for von Rick to double mod that and that could leave Von Reich in a vulnerable position, especially if he's in more than one arc. Um, and if you are, you might lose Von Reich in one shot, uh, or maybe two, um, especially if he ends up spending that token. And it, it feels very... It, it, there's a lot of consequence for that, right? You, you have a, a greater risk of you losing that important piece in your list. Um, so if I feel like unless you're really aggressive and trying to get that piece for Von Rick off, you're definitely playing a lot more cagey and you're not supporting as much offensively with Von Rick, uh, like you would with quick draw. So in a straight out joust, I think this list loses, especially to like the Republic with the arcs. Um, this list doesn't want to joust straight up with, with any list. It wants to try to run around and, and do what it needs to do. And that leaves a lot of the other pieces uh, left out to dry and they could die to concentrated fire. So. All right. Obstacles. I, I guess it doesn't really matter to me. You just bring big obstacles, but. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think there is much difference here in obstacle placement or anything. Um, again, these, yeah, I mean, these, these lists are, are so FO has what I would call the similar thing that uh, Resistance has. They have a lot of good four and five point ships, but I think where FO fails a little bit compared to Resistance is they don't have a large base heavy hitter ship, um, except for Kylo in the Silencer, and then you can't take them in, in the Whisper. So, like, you're kind of at a loss on both sides, um, I think. And we originally thought, Kylo and the Whisper at five points, like, holy crap, no way. But I think the value versus how easily he can die if you're not careful is there. Like, he is, it's not a silencer Kylo that can live a lot longer. Um, I don't know. So I think that's where FO sits currently is there's a lot of good four and five point ships, but they don't have anything that excels to such an extent that we're like, oh my God, here you go. 
And that takes us into our last list, list, which I would call the four ship mayhem, which essentially you pick four or five point ships and put them on the table. I left quick draw off because in my opinion, in a four ship list, you don't run quick draw. Just personal opinion. I don't know why you would do that. Um, it is a double tapping ship, but it's a double tapping ship that says, don't look at me. <laughs> Please only shoot me with one ship. Don't shoot me with three because I'll die. Don't bullseye me with the dirge. I'll die. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Um, so really, this is kind of your flavor, right? So this is the Daredevil version, in my opinion. I like this Von Rag better. But that's just me. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if I would say you can. The one thing we didn't put in here is the variant that Cody was running because Again, I think we had that conversation three weeks ago. Cody is very good at Cody lists. I don't know how well they are going to do in the meta. Um, so that seven point... Dude, Cody's basically the only person that plays that list anyway, so you're not yeah, going like, to see it anywhere. A seven point... You know, Kylo can exist. I just... I don't know. Like, it's a little bit... That's just not the popular thing we're seeing being run, right? The popular thing is we're seeing Von Reg, um, Kylo and the Whisper... And then two other five point ships. Um, so here, this is the Kylo that's the Malice Kylo, which is my preferred build for Kylo. Though, um, that two point brilliant evasion could be proud tradition, fanatical. It could be a lot of different things. Um, and this is without the missiles. And then we have the other four ships. Is <laughs> the blackout with Prockets, which. You can run plasmas, you can run trick shot, but the prockets I feel are a little bit easier of a time to get off, at least that one time you want to get it off. Um and then you have the rush. Technically you could put prockets on rush too, but like I wouldn't advise it unless you're gonna hold your prockets till you lose your shields, because like an IT with prockets is not you're not I don't know. I, I guess Predator Man just do it. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever, man. I don't know. You got to do some blocking, which you don't have. So you could put Rush in there with the Fanatical Predator Advanced Optics, um, which is the highest build that we see. Um, and then we have Wrath. You could just choose Wrath as well in the Whisper with Predator, Marksmanship, Pattern Analyzer, and Ion Cannon. And Wrath is the double tapping um, ship if you meet all the conditions. Uh, we could probably make an argument that Wrath's only worth four points. Um, but Wrath is a good five-point ship if you want to run a little bit more AC style of a list. And then you have Hollow, right? And Hollow's been a thing. I didn't know Hollow showed up, but a lot of people like to run Hollow, it seems, uh, with the Turium, Magpult, and Fanatical. What are you guys' thoughts on a four-ship FO list? Is it viable? It seems to be showing up, so it is one of the higher rated lists in the I would faction. say if you're going to bring wrath you should be bringing kylo first so only bring wrath if you're also bringing kylo whisper fair enough i, I just think the i mean kylo's just above and beyond what wrath can do and then having a double jam whisper uh really helps a four ship list because you can just jam everything yeah, jam, jam, I agree. Jam, jam. And honestly, you know, I think for for the amount of work that Cody's put into his list, 
um, and him doing very well consistently with that list. Uh, this list can absolutely do a lot of work. I mean, the it, it is six health uh, for a lot of these ships, um, five for the Whispers, uh, but you're able to arc dodge a lot, and honestly, you're going to evade 100% of the shots that you don't take, right? So if you're if you're able to arc dodge, you're not taking those shots, so that low health is not going to matter anyway. And if you're able to eliminate your opponents, especially Kylo Ren, who has that force that's able to just focus on jamming and boosting to get that shot, um, you're able to really take advantage of that and set up your rest of your list for um, taking those shots into that list. It definitely takes a lot of practice to get this right because you do want to make sure, particularly for those whispers that... Um, you get the bullseye as much as you can, and you can kind of mitigate that by using the snaggle two formation to line up the uh, bullseyes a little easier, just having that odd angle. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely a very strong list or archetype, I should say. All right, with this list, are you, what obstacles are you bringing? Does it really matter? Because most of the ships in here are AC. I mean, if you bring blackout you do technically want i bigger i would rocks? say gas clouds gas clouds uh yeah gas clouds so you you still have some of the larger gas clouds which are almost as big as the uh pride of mandalore op rocks especially like that bacon which is a really long piece uh provides a very long surface to fully fit a um a small base uh, along the longer side of it and allow blackout to use his ability fairly easy um, if you're bringing just um, Blackout in the chassis by himself, meaning you don't have like Rush or you don't have Silencer Kylo in the list, um, you can put Vector Cannons, or sorry, not Vector Cannons, uh, Sensitive Controls on Blackout. Um, that helps him get into the obstacle and then barrel out if he needs to for the following turn. Um, that is certainly a play style. You can try doing that for you. On the opposite side of it, if you're in a jam and you're going to have multiple locks on you from like a alpha strike list, go right through those, um, go right through the gas clouds, break all those locks. Sure, you'll be strained and possibly ionized, but your opponents are not going to have that that imp all important target lock on your ship, and you're likely to roll uh, roll out of it anyway, and uh, hopefully survive and not having to worry about losing that precious resource of health for your ship. Uh, so I would definitely bring gas clouds for this this uh, list archetype. All right, objectives. I think this the four or five ship list struggles in assault per se because you want to be cagier. Um, you're probably only taking one or two points in assault a, a churn, probably just one. Um, you are good at contesting the points though. Um, because you are not linked to each other. None of you want have to be by each other, ever. Like, it just never has to happen. Um, and then crates, you're all... I think that's got to be the worst scenario. I don't know, guys. You, yeah. you think that's probably the worst scenario for that list? Yeah, I think so. Because yeah. no, no one wants to pick up a crate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. And then... Um, Chance is fine. I think chance is okay because you're only giving up two points for half points. So the most you give up if you half point each of the ships is eight, um, which is pretty low. And with the, if you can use the Deuterium, it's pretty good in that list. Um, 
What's the other scenario? Oh, scramble. I think you do okay in scramble, but I the problem is you only have one ship that gets a mod. So really you're only scrambling with one ship unless nobody's looking at you. Or you have yeah. mods from your other other turn. So there's no coordinator at all in this this list at all. Yeah, and honestly if you're playing KG where you're only um you're only like trying to at minimum uh be in one single arc um at a time. Um a lot of times, especially if you still have shields left, uh you can definitely sacrifice your action to uh, scramble a charge or like if you're in a silencer for instance you can scramble and then boost uh, or barrel roll out of arc or into a better position um and uh and still rely on your natural agility to ho hopefully mitigate some of the damage that might be coming in there um so you, you definitely have some options there for for scramble uh salvage not so much it just really neuters the neuters the the flexibility of the list there so they don't want to really touch a crate unless they absolutely need to however they will absolutely hunt down and shoot down your crate carrier at all costs and with uh with malice on kylo um he's, he's gonna have a way to do it all the time all right any other thoughts on this list on this style of list before we wrap this segment be confident with your flying because <laughs> that is that is tough to do that's about it good luck yeah. have fun with fo yeah not your preferred choice alex i mean if i was gonna do fo list i'd probably just fly cody's list because i love silencers so uh but mm. Yeah, I mean, FO's good. It's just a lot of people, unless you're in England, don't play them too much. So you don't get a lot of uh, variety in uh, terms of list building. Yeah. And I have lost my screen. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> I have no idea what is on Panic. the stream right now. Um, Everything seems to be normal. Yeah, I think it you, is. You have the list up there. Yeah. I just I can't switch to anything else. I've like entered some weird mode. Panic. Yeah. Yeah. And uh just to answer the question in the chat for uh Mighty Southside Bandits, um for us across the board, I think for uh first order came in about fourth place, right? For for our rankings for first order. Yeah, I think I put them just ahead of uh CIS and Scum, and I think I was a little bit more down on them than you guys. Yeah. I yeah. still think it's below Empire and Republic and Rebels, um, but higher than Scum and CIS. So, yeah. It's not a lot of variety. Yeah, kind of samey. So you just got to yeah. like, be really good at that kind of X-Wing or you should probably play yeah. Empire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and if you want, you could go back and watch. We did an analysis of faction ranking last week. Uh, beginning of the show so if you want you could go back and see that and we will have that i think i have a link in the description to it not sure if not you can message me on discord and i can uh get you the link with that being said that concludes our academy 101 analysis of first order with that being said we're going to wrap up the show for tonight uh i think two hours is pretty good so not gonna go over that 
Um, if you are in the Michigan Grand Rapids area, the next store champ, I think in Michigan is in Zealand. Please, please come out. It would be nice to get enough to get people to get a store champ kit given away. And I'll tell you what, if we can hit 32 people, I'll, I have two store kits at that store. We'll just do all of it. Be done with it. Just let's, let's just give out two of them right away. Um, yeah. Let's do it. That would be fun. Otherwise, we are going to try running a Fangs Out tournament because it's legal, I found out. I did not know this was legal to give out a store kit with a Fangs Out tournament. Um, so I already play Fangs Out naturally. Okay, well, then you, <laughs> you can come and have a great time because that's what it's going to be. I'll just bring um, my scum list. No one will be like, oh, God. <laughs> but we've been thinking about... We've been thinking about running a Fangs Out tournament in Michigan because I thought it would be fun to like kind of be very, you know, set in what we do and force people to play faster and maybe it would be smaller ship counts. I don't know. It might drive a different meta. Um, but either which way, we have a Sword Champ kit coming up the 11th, and I think that's the only one I know about in Michigan um, for the next month. And then there's Rust Cup. If anyone's going to Rust Cup, I don't know if the East... Eastern Michigan people are going Rust Cup or not? We are. We are. We can poach some of you guys if you guys want to show up. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think we're going to have a West Side team this year. I know Sean and Sean and I don't know, like Brendan and at least one other person was unavailable 100%. I'm still on the fence. I kind of still want to go. Um, but I really need to get back with my wife. <laughs> she, uh, I think if Zach's going to PAX, he can't go to Ross Cup. So, yeah. And I think that was the other thing is I won't be able to do both either. So I'm only going to get to do one. So uh, what happens when you have a family, I guess. So, but I don't know. I might not be able to go to PAX either because I haven't got my ticket and I haven't looked at play, play, plane prices yet. And I, I don't yeah, think it's a little cheap, so. expensive. Like, hey, it, yeah. If the plane tickets somehow are cheap enough, I might still try to squeeze that weekend out because I think it would be fun to go to PAX because I've never been. And we can hang out with the Yaxby people, um, yep. which is kind of what I wanted I, to do. And you'll have a ride from me from from uh, the airport, so I'll be there. Yeah. Can, I, can I sleep on your couch there? Or do you live in that area? You don't live in that area. No, no. I, I'm an eight-hour drive, but uh, we'll we'll definitely bunk up. That's fine. Hey, your wife's gonna be super happy if your wife comes. If your wife doesn't come, it might, then it might be just me. It might be just me. So yeah. <laughs> well, if that's the case, then then we should definitely talk. Anyway, yeah, but... <laughs> um, thank you all for joining us tonight. We will be back next week with episode one twenty three. We will be finishing up our meta analysis with CIS and Scum, um, the two top factions that we so much enjoyed tonight. We will be covering the top lists, um. We're going to cover the top list that show up in there. And I think Alex actually shows up as one of the top scum. Hell yeah, baby. Um, it should. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to, we're going to be covering top scum list and top CIS list next week. Um, as well as some other fun stuff. With that being said, thank you. Have a good night and we will see you on the flippity flop. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs>